Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable episode 55. We have our guest Alex Bope here today. We're trying to, you know, um, introduce our guests first because we haven't gotten very good at that. No, I know. We're still out of order. We are. Remember, you're supposed to introduce yourself. I do this every time. I always, but I always <laughs> I, want to introduce them. the first part of the podcast <laughs> Why did last you watch week. it? I don't know. I was just Listen. on it and I'm like, we, this is how we started last week. I know. Because we had people that would say, nobody knows who we are. So Jenny put us on this regiment. That when we introduce start, that yeah. has to introduce ourselves, and you just started both podcasts well, without it. They're just so much more important than us, and okay. so much more. I mean, she's so cool. Well, no, I know our guests are the thing that have made the podcast yeah, the best, definitely. Yeah. But I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, because that's where we are. <laughs> Apparently, I'm doing marketing too now. I just found that out. Look at that! You just keep that. Just means you're doing yeah. a good job. I guess. Right? Like yeah. You just keep getting added responsibilities. Let's do it. Yeah. Perfect. And I'm Mike Hill, <laughs> lead pastor here at Life Church. Why are we doing the roundtable? Kind of give an introduction of what the roundtable is. And Are you telling me to do it? Yeah. Oh. Because we're just growing your you influence. Your influence is growing. Yeah. So no. your popularity. I mean, we as a whole are. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, find <laughs> me. <laughs> We do the round table. We sit around and we talk about uh, Sunday's message. And I feel like getting a new perspective or not even a new perspective, just not hearing from Mike because. That- <laughs> well, if I really am the star, yeah. then. Yes, just keep going, Jenny. I don't even know where it was going. No, I know where it was going. You like, do? Can we please listen to somebody other somebody than him? Yeah. Like, I mean, so seriously, that's why we started the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we get a new perspective. Right. And it's evolved because yeah. now we barely even get to the Sunday morning. Although this week we got to get to the whole idea that our YouTube comments said, if you guys believe in the devil, no, then believe in was, Santa Claus. No, <laughs> that, no, that what? was TikTok. And there is a lot going on on TikTok right now. Okay. No, there's a, if you like the bigger you get, the more controversy, I guess, around it you get. I mean, whatever you're saying is intense anyways, <laughs> but that's why I'm putting it out there because I know it sell or not sells. That's a really bad way to say that. But <laughs> To get, like, to reach more people. You know what I mean? Yeah, so now and, we're controversial? Yes, and I hate it. Why? Like, it's so awkward. Oh, I think it's awesome. The guy said something about, if you believe in the devil, you should believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Good one. Oh. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Nick's it's got it. It's way better. Huh? Here we go. It says, Santa Claus is just as real as your Satan. Grow <laughs> up, man. <laughs> Grow up, man. Grow, Grow up, up, man. man. Jeez. <laughs> See? Yes. We need Keep them coming. Keep them coming, oh, Santa Claus, man. Keep them coming, Santa <laughs> Claus, man. There was more than that. Somebody, what did somebody say on there? They, I had a, a conversation with them, I think. Or no, they said that steal, kill, and destroy is not referring to the devil. Oh, so when it says that the devil is, is prowling around like lying to steal, kill, and destroy, it meant somebody else? Yeah. Who did it mean? I don't know. But there are, <laughs> there are a bunch of like comments arguing about it. Arguing like that for could, it, against it? Well, somebody said that they're like, man, yeah, I was about to say that. It was supposed to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like these comments are ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think it just probably proves no, none of them are probably reading the yeah. Bible, mm-hmm. right? Like they just heard people say things. and Right. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so back to. Back to. I think I said it. We're good? I think so. Okay, so now we get to get to know 
Her, yep. the woman of many talents. The That's hour. what we were talking about before. That's the what they said. And, and many, many names. Yes. Bo, Bopey. Al. Bopey. Alex. Yeah, so my name's Alexandria, but people like don't know my name, so they just guess, I feel like. So I go by <laughs> Alexis, Alexa, and I'm Alexis. like, oh yeah. I, I worked for someone and for two years they called me Alexis, but I was scared to tell them that my name was actually <laughs> Alex. So I, was just, yeah. I just always answered Would to Would you it. rather people call you Alexandria? Um, No, it's fine. Alex is fine. Alex is fine. Mm -hmm. I know, because I always wanted to call her Alexandria. Oh, you can. But But once people do, they're like, oh, that's such a mouthful. I'm like, okay, you don't (laughs) have to call me that. Like, it's okay. I think it rings. Yeah. I have you saved in my phone as Alexandria. I just love it. I think it's so pretty. No, I know. I just wondered, like, some people specifically don't, like, Mike, you know, your real name's Michael, but hardly anybody calls you that. But some people are like, no, it's Michael. Mm -hmm. Ew. You know, or the Matthew, you know, Jennifer. Mm They want to, instead of being called Jen. Ugh. Huh? Well, Jennifer, that's my real name. Really? Yeah, I told you this a long time. Because remember, I'd made a joke about it, that it was my government name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny, your government mm-hmm. name. Nicknames are really weird if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Nicknames? Nicknames. Do you have any? Well, I mean, I guess not nicknames, but like shortened names of what your name is. Like, um, Why is that weird? Like Robert and Dick. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Wait. Anybody that's named Robert. You, that goes, you no. haven't? That goes I had an by uncle Dick. named Norman. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. Richard. Richard. Oh, that's what Richard. I meant. That's <laughs> I was like, Robert is usually Bob, maybe yes, Rob. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. These are the moments Richard. that will go on forever in Richard. podcast folklore. My, yeah. my bad. Richard and Richard, Dick. Richard and Dick. Yeah, no, that one might be. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a weird. That's weird, right? Yeah, no, like, that would why? be. A, huh? My uncle's name was Norman. Norman Dick. Norman Dick? No. Like, <laughs> it, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> His name was Norman. And they called him Dick? Mm-hmm. Really? No, yeah, that one would be surprising. That's weird. Why? Why? Is his middle name Dick? <laughs> no. It was just his nickname for Norman. Huh. Probably like Richard. I don't know. That's weird. I do hear people like they have a middle name. They didn't like their first name, so they call them by their middle mm-hmm. name. That's more normal. Yeah. What's your middle name? Mm. You don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't like my middle Why? name. Why? Because. It can't be worse than mine. Well, because I think my first name's pretty. Like yeah? it flows. Yeah. So Ale- Alexandria. Alexandria. Gail. Gail? Gail. Just What's like that. Is that from a, like a grandma or something? Yeah, it was my mom's friend okay. that was with me when I was born. Alexandria Gail. Uh, I, I think that's, that's uh, yeah, What's Alexandria yours? Jolie. Oh, I love that. Jennifer Jolene. Love that. Isn't that a song? Jolene, I think. Yeah, oh, Jolene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. close enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, if we're going by Jenny's interpretation of names, exactly. <laughs> anything. You just have to go like a little bit, just a little bit there. If you start with the right letter, it's Yeah, fine. anything's close. Yeah. Okay. So, Alex, Alexandria, tell us a little bit about you. So, how long have you been coming to life? Um, a while. Okay. So I went to Huntington University and as like, uh, I played basketball there and the- She was a star. Yep. No. No, she was. She I learned how to dribble, play. dribble. I got that, oh. that TikTok song was yeah, in my head. Like no, one. like she was a monster on the inside. Mm, I don't she know. Was. She was. Retired. A, no, she was really good. I can't remember Thanks. who I was going to watch to play. Who Probably been Sarah. 
Oh yeah, Sarah mm-hmm. Fryman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Lexi and Sarah were friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'd go and watch Sarah play every once in a while. She was insane. Yeah, she better than fun. you. Yeah. What play? What spot did you play in? So I played center. So it's okay. basically like the big girl. Mm-hmm. So I play on the inside by the, the basket, trying to get him away from it. Yeah. Well, on defense, but yeah. you know when you're on offense, you're trying to score. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Thing. You were a cheerleader. Didn't you watch some of these games? Yes, I did. Did you watch? When you were cheerleading, did you watch? I mean, we had to know what was going on. Okay. I mean, or just listen to the other women. Or just listen to or the, the other girls. Women. I guess they would have been girls at that point in my life. Yeah, either way. Okay, so played at the college and then started mm-hmm. coming to life during college. Yeah, so we had to do team church once a month. So like we would go between here and the well. Mm. And then we liked coming here. So like we would come here. Um, just for every month we'd come to team church. So then after like I graduated, we just started coming here like every week. Me and Ethan did. So I don't know, maybe three years. Did two, Ethan three and years. you meet right away in college? Sophomore year. Sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Were yeah. you dating anybody when you came to college? Mm-hmm. Did you do really? the turkey drop? No. No? <laughs> it was like a drop. high school relationship. Okay. Yeah. You know the turkey drop. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, she told us about it. Yeah. That you Get rid of your high school boyfriend by Thanksgiving. Yeah. What I about saw Ethan? This. Was he dating somebody? Uh, no, no. Not really. Okay. He had like a three-week girlfriend that I always <laughs> talked to him about. Oh, but it was really goodness. nothing. Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. And he, played, he played baseball. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Did he play all Aww. the way through? Uh, no. He stopped his senior year. Well, okay. with COVID, it got like really messy because they canceled their junior year season because it was in the spring. And then we're just like, it's not worth it because it's too much time and you don't even know if you're going to have a season. So then he just focused on school. And he was a pitcher, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. A left Left handed. Left handed. -handed Because we did find that out about her. This is an interesting fact. If anybody's ever seen her, him lift, he might be the most deceiving person I've ever seen. Like if you look at him, you're like, that guy's in shape. Have you seen him lift? Mm -hmm. It's like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I mean, he works out like hours upon a day. Yeah, he's been doing two a days recently Um, for fun. Really? Mm -hmm. We were doing this and he did the Murph before and then we went and did this and he was still working out by the time. No. He came back. Has that always been his passion? Working out? Um, Well, they worked out a lot for baseball. They had a lot of lifting stuff. And then when he stopped doing baseball, he kind of filled his time that he was playing baseball with lifting. Okay. Just all the time. It's become his passion. Is it Mm -hmm. your passion? No. (laughs) No. You no. don't like it? You don't like working no, out? No, which no. is sad. I try. It's just very, I just hate it. But I know I need to do it. Okay. But you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you are. You think she's good at working out? Yeah, I do. Like a good lifter? Um, I think you're really good at um, Ignite. Uh, who? She keeps Thank up. you. Ignite, the, oh my gosh. It's the class at Champs. Oh. Yes. It's really she's good. She's really are good at it. guys in it? Huh? Are Some there days. guys in it? Are there guys in it? Are there guys in the class? Sometimes. Usually not. If you think about something been... intimidating, it'd be going to a class with a bunch of women. Really? And work out. Why? Well, what if you're the worst one? That would suck. What if you're a guy <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of women and you're like, they're all better than you? But yeah. I think guys are just naturally more athletic. So yeah, I'm with yes. you. Dan well, said it. That sucks. That's why there's no men there. Because <laughs> you guys are all better. Because yeah. you all. No, all yeah, they're beasts, man. Yeah. Okay, so tell us, so you went to college, started coming to life. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so I'm not from around here. I'm from like an hour and a half away, like west. Um, and I don't even live in a town. It's kind of by Valparaiso. Okay. 
Everybody will know that. Yeah, I'm like 40, yes. I'm like 45 yeah. minutes from Valparaiso. So that's like the closest Walmart right. to me. Yeah. So um, you grew up in the country? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On a farm. I know. I'm really… On a farm? I'm confused. I'm half farm girl too. Half Mexican, half farm girl. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's really that's what my dad always says. Yeah, I'm half Mexican, half hillbilly. <laughs> but I left that kind of behind. Really? So like yeah. the farming, just like hobby farming? Uh, no. So, I mean, my grand… Like I come from a family of farmers, but my dad rents all his land. Okay. Um, but he does pigs as well. So he has always worked with pigs. Um, and you don't want to do any of that? You're done with the farming life? Um, I mean, when like I'm old, Older. I want to live in the country. Okay. Like we have horses still, but that's all we have left. Um, we had chickens until my dog killed them. <gasps> Not Jax. Oh, I was about no. to say. No, Jax. my other dog. <laughs> but so she you was like just to playing. ride? I haven't ridden, but yeah, I like did 4 H and stuff. And okay. my cousins do rodeo and they're really big yes. into that. Rodeo. Mm-hmm. Do you like to ride horses? Yeah, I love riding horses. Can you ride? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I used to go to Mackinac Island all the time. <gasps> what? What is That's that? a whole island of nothing but horses. Bicycles. And horses. You ride horses <laughs> okay, there. Like, but a horse is outside of the zoo. <laughs> I mean, do, do that ride is horses? not the zoo. Is yes, it not the zoo? Mm, it's pretty island? much the zoo. Uh-uh, we're in the back country of the island. These horses are zoo horses. Well, they are trained. Yeah, no, I know. Like I mean, what? A, okay, I'm so, talking about like a real horse. Well, like you go to somebody's farm, you jump up, saddled up. and. Well, in Colorado, I've been like, on one of those where you like go and purchase yeah. the horse and like ride on it. Well, <laughs> I don't like a ride, but I bet that would be considered the same thing. I don't think you purchased the horse. No, I've not gone bareback. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with all well, this? Well, I thought that's like a wild horse. No. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe you should yeah. educate her. So I think maybe like trail riding is that what you're saying? Like you get on a horse, you ride in the trails, you can ride through the field, you can ride through yeah, the woods. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've done can you that. rope? No. No? You don't want a rodeo? No. Okay. I'm good. Okay, but I'm confused about the whole you don't live in a town. Mm-hmm. She lives in the country. So, like, I live right here. I live, <laughs> I like, in the middle of a triangle <laughs> from, like, three towns. Three small towns. Okay. So, like, and I, yeah. So, then which town are you in? She so, I have, a Winnem- in I have like, a Winnemac address. So, I tell people I'm from Winnemac, but that's 15 minutes away. But, okay. And I, like… The, it, I live on the line of the time zone change too. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember. So that's it's cool. really confusing. So we, I live in Winnemac. I live on this time, but like we do everything on the other side. That's so weird. So it's always on slow or it's slow and fast time, central and Eastern time. Right. So they call it that. I do slow remember. And you fast do, time. Yes. Listen, I think that's so cool. You please talk about it. Yeah. So like slow time is central time. Okay. And then Eastern time is fast time. That's just how you say it. Because whenever you do anything, you have to know like what time it's on because everything's so close. Right. So like you have a basketball game. Is it on like, fast time or yeah, slow time? Six, six fast or six slow. That's just what you say. Isn't that so interesting? That but you have to say that. it because or else you won't know what time yeah. it's going to be on. I'd I don't know why everywhere. you think it's so confusing when somebody says they don't live in a town. I don't live in a town. I mean, you have to live in a town. No. Where'd your Amazon go? <laughs> just kidding. You probably don't have Amazon anymore, do you? Did they do that thing with it? Did they do the like? Go well, I don't know. I, I did it even get passed? That's what I'm did asking. the abortion law get passed? I don't know. Oh, not yet. Yeah. So okay. I guess so it to be continued. Been. No, I mean everybody has an address, Jenny, mm-hmm. that Amazon sends to, but not everybody lives in town. Okay. Or has a town. 
Yeah. So do you have a Huntington address? I have a Huntington address at my one house. And then the house I just bought is an Urbana address. Mm-hmm. So. so those would be your towns. Okay. You just want to live off live the grid. Huh? I would want to live off the grid. Like in the hills of Kentucky? <laughs> the Everglades? Or not the Everglades. <laughs> <laughs> the Everglades. <laughs> you are on one today. I know. I'm just going <laughs> to be quiet. What, the E word with the mountains? Okay, never mind. I don't know. Yes, that the A word. The, I'm at. The, the A word, not the E word. <laughs> the A word. You know, in the Appalachian Mountains, a, they start with an my E. My vowels, A E O U. I got it correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, back to you. Ride mm-hmm. horses. You have horses, mm-hmm. but you would like to ride again sometime. Yeah, I. I don't know. I can whenever I want. I just. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like. What about life- Ethan? Did you take him home and make him ride? Oh gosh. He, so like the first time, like we take him, I just take him out of the pasture. I'm like, come on. And he's like city boy, like yeah. from Florida, really? like from, like yeah. doesn't know anything about any, I mean, he does, he's very right. smart, but right. has never like really encountered it. So my horses are just laying down because it was sunny outside. So I go up to him, like clap, kiss him, get him up. He's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Witchcraft on him? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're just like big dogs. Yeah. Like you just got to get him up. Right. And he's like, Oh, he, it freaked him out. But yeah, he's he's rode a mule. He hasn't rode a horse. Okay. Because, I don't know. You guys have a mule? Cool. No, my uncle does. Okay. Yeah. And we were just at a campground. So I just saddled my horse and a mule for him. Just because it was like the most chill. Yeah, like, no, mules are stubborn, but at least they ain't going to take off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because that's how Stephen and Lexi were. Because Stephen's a city boy. So she used to bring… Oh. She used to have adventure days. So she'd bring <laughs> Stephen to our house and… To watch a city kid get on a horse for the first time, <laughs> number one, I don't know how they have any balls left after they're done. Why? Who, the horse or the guy riding <laughs> riding it? Because they're just like, they don't know how to keep their seat. You know what I mean? Yes. When you're riding, you yes. got to keep your seat. Yeah. And they're like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you need to get off if you ever want to have but- kids. <laughs> was Ethan that way or was he pretty um, good? No, we were pretty trot. We didn't really trot. We just walked. Okay. So it was a lot easier. Okay. But… Yeah. I yeah. think that's cool. I didn't know you were from a farm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, my dad's in pigs, so like. Is that uh, what he does for a living? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So he works for Coal Alliance. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Small world. Yeah. Just gonna Big smile. pig farmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. We probably send pigs there sometimes. Yeah, me and Brady talked about it a couple times, but yeah, I don't know we where we send it out got. sixty thousand babies a year. Oh my god! To places like that where mm-hmm. they finish them. That's insane. That's a lot of babies. Finish them. Yeah, like they go from, we yeah, send them out at like 12 to 13, they're at 12 or 13 pounds and they'd probably take them to 250, 300. Yeah, when I did 4-H, you know how everyone has like nice show pigs. My oh, yeah. dad just got two pigs from the barn. <laughs> That's so like everyone too. has like these nice, like pretty pigs. They kind of yeah. all look the same. Right. And then I have these huge 300 pound pigs that don't look like any other oh, of the pigs gosh. in our own weight class. Because me and my brother were the only yeah. one that like had it. Yeah. That's how but, we are too. We always took our commercial pigs and everybody else had these expensive ones. And That mm-hmm. big? Yeah. They get up to that big. What's the biggest pig you've ever seen in your life? Seen? I, I don't know. We have boars at our south farm because uh-huh. you have to run. We artificially inseminate everything, but mm-hmm. you have to run boars in front of them to lock them up. Okay. So, you know, you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> so when a, pig's, when a pig's in Probably. heat, you put a boar in front of her and she'll lock up. Then she yes, means she's ready to be bred. Yep. So anyways, you run the boar. That boar's probably 550, 600. Is oh my it, gosh. How it, old, how much pounds is the thing in front of him? Huh? The other pig. The sow. The sow. It's not in front. Like, like here's her head. Mm-hmm. She's in a, you know, in a 
crate, you know, so she can't get out. So he just walked the board down the that aisle. That is the saddest thing and then I've ever he, heard. He stops on one that's in heat. She locks up, and then you can mark her knowing she's in heat, and then you breed her with a straw. But he never gets to breed them. He just has to walk up and down the aisle and be mm, sexually frustrated all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> Wait, why can't they? Why do you have to do it artificially? Well, one, just because it's hard on them, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to get on their back and breed them. And then, again, without it sounding sick, you don't know if it always stays in the whole mm-hmm. time, you know, to make sure you get the most amount of semen in them. Mm-hmm. And So if you get there and you put a straw in with a semen bag on, you squeeze the semen bag in or she sucks it in. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a sow, she'll suck in the, the semen. You know, if it's a guilt, you have to squeeze it in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like all that education? I loved it. Yeah, so the boars never get to breed anything. The only mm-hmm. time we do it is like, if we have a call sow just to kind of keep their, keep them going, you know, we'll let them breed one so they don't have to be sexually frustrated all the time. Those poor mm-hmm. dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about your life. So tell us beforehand we got on. Um, so anything exciting going on in your life? Anything happening? You can speak f- fluent Spanish. See, si. Which is everybody. <laughs> which is I think of interesting fact that not everybody knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soy Mexicana. I'm We're, Mexican. That is Mexican. Mm-hmm. And she's even got, when she talks, she's got the the The, the twang, not twang, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the accent. Well, yeah. It's yeah. half of her. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like you with your English accent. Probably. Since it's a half of you. My bad girl. What I learned from a speech therapist is that if you learn a language before you're 12, that's how you can pick it up without the accent. So really? If, yeah. So like say you want to learn Spanish, you'll never, not maybe, right. you really, I don't know, but I don't think so. Like you won't be able to do it without an accent because you learned it older. So my mom came here when she was like, I don't know, older, like 20s. Mm. So she will always have her like really heavy Spanish yeah. accent. But since I learned it, and that's why kids like can pick up on so many languages so mm-hmm. little, because when they're little, they can pick up on it and then speak it without an accent. Yeah. And the funny that's thing amazing. is you don't speak it all the time, Mm-mm. but you get it. Like you kept it. Mm-hmm. Do you speak it with your mom? Like, does she speak it fluent? Uh, she speaks to me still in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Especially when she's tired, she can't think of how to speak English. So. <laughs> well, I was like when I was watching a TikTok that she's all for promoting everything that I just messed up when I said Spanish and her mom? No, not her mom. Just oh, TikTok. Just mom's this, on TikTok. No, no, just this lady on TikTok. But she was saying like Spanglish. Isn't mm-hmm. that where you like talk in Spanish and then just end in English without even thinking about it? Well, I do that a lot. So you talk in Spanish until you can't think of the word and then you say the word in English and then you yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is funny is because Lexi went overseas to mm-hmm. spend, you know, because of her uh, education, she went over to Spain. So Spain Spanish is different than Guatemala Spanish and is different than Honduran Spanish. Really? Yeah, like how they speak it. and I, I It's say- just like English. So like if you speak English in America and then you go to England, like they have different words for things. They have oh. different accents for things like or like Ireland. You know, like there's different yes. like dialects. It's still English, but it's like just a little bit different right. enough to like not be exactly the same That's right. so crazy. yeah because the guys we have guatemalans and hondurans that work for us mm-hmm. and like the when roger who's from honduras speaks to a guatemalan sometimes they can't understand him because it's like slang some yeah. of the stuff he uses is a slang yeah thing that goes with uh-huh. that so anyway okay so let's talk about the sunday morning because i thought it was interesting that the week before you asked the question on spiritual warfare yeah mm-hmm. um and so 
We've been on in the Revelation series for 16 weeks, 17 weeks. I don't mm-hmm. know how long we've been at yeah. it. But we're in this place now where we're dealing with the spiritual warfare and the things that uh, go on. So talk a little bit about, one, your interest in it, like because you were interested in it and wanted to know about it. So talk a little bit about what is your interest in it or where does it come from? Or Yeah, so I think it comes from like my mom is from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So like her and her mom was super big into like going to see mediums and like going to like wow. witchcraft stuff. So my mom, my grandma like had been possessed mm-hmm. and my mom had seen it. Mm-hmm. So like my mom is like super, like she's so not crazy about it, but like yeah. she's very in intense tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in tune with yeah. like, you cannot let things into your mind, into your heart. Like she always says, like it opens a door to the enemy Mm -hmm. to like come into your life because she's like seen it firsthand, like on several instances. My grandma like didn't do that anymore, but um, she'd like seen it. So like you mentioned Halloween, like I wasn't allowed to trick or treat, like wasn't allowed to watch anything with witchcraft, like Harry Potter, like anything, like nothing. What about Harry Potter now? I have no desire. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I, which if you do, that's fine. Read the books, whatever. Like, that's like your own conviction, I think. Mm -hmm. But like, for me, I'm just extra cautious. Cause I've like heard a lot of stories. Like I enjoy like hearing stories. Like thankfully I haven't like seen anything, Mm -hmm. but I like feel that the stuff's like really real. And like what you let in, like through your eyes, through your ears, like Mm -hmm. goes into your heart and could actually like impact your life. So yeah. So I'm you're like, not, you don't watch scary movies? No. Okay. I watched one scary movie before. What okay. was it? I don't even remember. Is that a sleepover and I just <laughs> had to do it because I was in middle school? Was it The Grudge? No. Oh, that's so scary. Maybe it was like Oculus. You watch them? Is Oculus? there a movie called? Not so much anymore, but I used to. You used to watch them a lot? Oh, yeah. I loved them. Yeah. So why do you think? Because I think there's this, there's two uh, camps when it comes to spiritual warfare. It's like, uh, it's kind of out there. I know that there's a devil. And then there's like, no, like seriously, there's seriously intense. Yeah. You know, why do you think that there is what first, why would people not believe that there is demons and the occult and spiritual warfare? Like, why do people not believe it? Because they think it's just made up. They're like, it's just a movie. Yeah. And I'm like, where do you think they're getting these ideas from? Mm. They just make it up, mm-hmm. like totally make it up. No, right. like I think. I don't know, kind of deep, but like, yeah, I no, think no, yeah. like the devil puts ideas and stuff into people's minds, yes. especially if they're on a platform and he can get his message or mm-hmm. whatever, like further. So I'm like, where are these ideas coming from? Like this stuff is real. Right. And like, you're letting it into your life. Like you're saying, you're entertaining yourself with those ideas. Right. So yeah. that's why I'm like, no, like no, even I, yeah. on the new Stranger Things, I don't. I've never watched Stranger what's, Things. Oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of weird too. The just, new like yeah. season, I don't know. It was like just a super demonic thing, and Ethan was watching it, and I'm like, shut it off, not in my house. <laughs> and he was like, why? It's not even bad. I'm like, no, like we're not mm. letting any of. If you want to sit outside and watch that, <laughs> that's like, what my mom says. like I know yes. the angels are gonna protect my house, but I don't want like that stuff yeah. in my house, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have any experience, like where are you landing? Well, so I grew up like you too. Like I wasn't allowed to trick or treat or I wasn't allowed to watch like certain movies, especially ones like that had demonic or just anything scary. So I grew up that way, but I didn't end that way. But I mean, I guess I did now, but (laughs) throughout. (laughs) 
<laughs> throughout it all. Like it's okay. I mean, like obviously, like so you grew up in a home that would say don't do it, right? Then you, when then, you got your freedom, you made the decisions to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think drugs in itself allows the enemy to enter in. Okay. So going along with that lifestyle, it's completely. I mean, you don't really care about anything else, but now I've ended to where I do care about it. Right. But what I was going to say was everything with the shootings, it's like all these kids now are playing all these video games and getting these ideas. Cause think about like, I mean, years ago, we never had the problems of everybody shooting up schools. And don't you think that that is making people more violent? I don't know. That's a great question. I like mean, if you're you, playing Meaning it you on, think that the... So the idea is that video games desensitize them, like desensitize yeah, kids some. to those things. Absolutely. Yeah. They're violent. I don't even like those video games. Like you are like, I know it's not like real. You're not really killing somebody, but I mean, in your mentality, when you're playing it, you are. So how is that any different from going to somebody that you don't know in a, um, in a school or a, um, like a sh shopping place, like a grocery store and doing the same thing? I think it really does desensitize because it's kind of like, so like culture is kind of pushing itself. So even like, this is like different, but I think it kind of correlates. Yeah. So like uh, when you watch TV and like watch movies and like the nudity and stuff and how like, I like watched a show and like the first thing I saw was just like, women, like nothing, not mm -hmm. even like blurs or anything. And I was like, I've been watching this for 30 seconds. Like what is going on? And like, it's just like, if they it's just easier to watch it and then it just becomes normal. So mm. like the kids are like, that's like their normal and it's starting to be like people's new normal. Yes. So I think it definitely does desensitize, but I think it would be less appropriate for kids to watch that stuff, but instead they're doing the violent route rather than mm -hmm. like the sexual route. You think you they're know? taking more of the violent route? Mm -hmm. Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah, for like video games and stuff. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't allowed I've to play played, video games, so I, I played, don't know. I played but. Madden. <laughs> Madden. I played Madden. Dan's shaking his head. What are you shaking your head about? That's what I'm saying. It's becoming more normalized. Yeah. Like right. it's. It's just becoming, if you see it, it's easier like that you see it. Oh, it's more normal. And then people are literally living it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying with the video games. They're seeing it. They're doing it. It's becoming more normal too. Yeah. yeah so like, I guess that's a big question because I mean, Dan brings that uh, he up. Does, but I think yeah. this is an interesting thing because so if you're sitting out there and you are a parent or you are somebody that is processing this whole idea of where does Satan lie in all of this? Mm -hmm. I mean, because of the, the part of just like, you know, and I think this is, Part of what we're saying is that, well, culture has desensitized kids, but is part of that because Satan has worked through these people? Is it because, you know, it's part of his plan or is it just, you know, people are come up with these things and, but we're going to err on the side of saying you're either in one camp or the other, mm -hmm. right? So we're saying that scripture is pretty clear. You're either on God's side or right. you're on Satan's side. There is no neutral, right? right? So you're either being used by God or used by him. So yes. we would have to say that anything that's not honoring to God somewhat is forwarding the agenda of Satan. Yeah. Right. In the things mm -hmm. that he does. Yeah. Now, as a parent or as somebody who's sitting back there like Dan, who's saying, 
it didn't affect me. Right. Right. So what is the answer? Because again, this whole idea, we aired on the side, sound like your parents aired on the side of, mm-hmm. well, we're just not going to do it because we don't, we don't want to let our kids trick or treat, you know? Mm-hmm. And back then, this is the funny thing is back then we didn't let our kids watch Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. We didn't like any of that. My kids are now the biggest. I'm one of the biggest Harry Potter fans <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, they yeah. go to Universal, like all of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out the balance, you know. Mm-hmm. So what are, because there are other things that like I won't even touch. Anything that has demonic mm-hmm. in it, like I, if the kids would ever turn it on or there'd be a movie they would say they're going to watch. I'm like, there's no way. Like mm-hmm. that is not going to be here. Mm-hmm. You can't go watch it. So I guess how do we help people in this process? Because how, when they're watching, whether they're participating in video games, whether they're on social media, whether they're watching movies, so what is the answer and, and in your mind? What, what should we be doing to guard against those things? I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer because I, I know that you have said previously, like to be aware of what bothers you, like whatever's going to bring you down to be aware of that. But if we're talking on like both sides, if it's either God or if it's the devil, like we have to believe that it's both, but we can't believe it's like in the middle. Cause there was this person on TikTok who had said, I can't remember it was around this, but they had said, well, how do you feel when, um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was hinting around the fact that not everything good comes from God. Cause he was saying, well, what if I go to, um, the doctor and they give me a diagnosis that was like, I live longer or I get money off of my taxes or, you know what I mean? They're, we're hinting that not everything is good from God. I have no idea where I was going with that. No, I'm, I'm, now I'm kind of interested in, so meaning that, so I guess it would come back down to, I mean, is, is God in, as a creator of the universe, Mm -hmm in charge of the happenings on the earth. Does right. he care about the details? Yes. Yeah. So I'd say cared, yeah. Right. I mean, so if he cares about the details and mm-hmm. and something good happens. Well, I think, I don't know, because I because God works for the good of those who love him. Like he works everything right. for good. And even if we think it's bad, in the end, it's for good. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he pays attention to the details. Right. And like, I don't know. It could be little things, but it's part of his plan. No, I completely agree. Well, I mean, it's kind of some of the inevitable, right? So, you know, when people were talking about Sherry, you know, and her death and yeah, like if she would have been healed, it would have been so much better. But right. if now it's going to be coming up on a year. If you look back on it, I mean, Sherry's death has also changed a lot of people's life as much as if she would have been healed. Right. right? So there's been a lot of good that has come out of, Mm -hmm. you know, those situations as much as, and part of the inevitable is, is that we have physical bodies that are dying. And so when Alex says like he works good for people who love him, it doesn't mean that the good means you always get what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. He's just using those situations for his, the furthering of what he's doing on there. So I think that's part of, we have to process, but I, I want to try to get to this whole idea. So if spiritual warfare is true, which we're going to agree, right. unlike the guy on TikTok. Said, <laughs> um, guys, guys, it's intense on there. Huh? I'll tell you what. There's more than one that thought I that, just need some more people on there with me. Well, it's just you? 
Well, I mean, like replying back to the comments. If this gets big, man, guys, just send I me need screenshots help. and be like, yeah. "Hey, hop on." Jenny needs some help on I'm her social media. A little team. person that can't stick up for herself very well, <laughs> and I am going against all these people on TikTok. Okay, so Nick, it just put anxiety. it out there. So here's yep. what we need: a social media team, yes, that can be with Jenny, that can Bodyguards. help monitor <laughs> and speak Workguards. truth. Like, I mean, I'm serious. Speak yeah. truth into the TikTok world. Yep. Right? Because that's what you're yeah, saying. Like, I because I just have a feeling like things are going to take off. She's doing a great job. And yeah. we have grown exponentially there. And We've now hit our people goal. are starting to talk. Ooh. People are starting yeah. to talk. Yeah. 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 I really believe like things are going to kick off pretty, I mean, within the year. Yeah. But either way, so, but the people on TikTok are saying. They're vicious. Yeah. <laughs> I said, because they the, are. I don't like it. No, I'm saying because of the spiritual warfare part. Right? They're saying yeah. we there's. If we believe in it, we're crazy. And you're speaking truth. So, I mean, people are going to fight back on that. And I mean, TikTok has grown so much that it, everyone, pretty much everyone's on it. So everyone that sees it is going to have an opinion. And the more people see it and the more people comment, the more it's just going to gain attention. Right. Good. I think when people don't understand something, it's a lot easier to like voice your opinion yeah. because it's just like, what? The, it's just your opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not fact. It's just your straight opinion. So that like doesn't help anything. The fact that we're like speaking truth and other people just might not know it. They'll be like, oh, that's not true because that's not what I think. Right. And it's a lot easier to text and say something on like screen and not in person. So oh I feel like gosh, that's yes. why it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about the spiritual warfare part mm -hmm. because that's, again, what we're talking about in Revelation is just the opening up of the, the abyss, demonics coming out. You know, the idea is, is that the spiritual realm affects the physical realm. Right. We've been talking back and forth that it's not just happening up there, that it does affect, you know, our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. So, Jenny, maybe uh, share with us, or Alex, maybe share with, with our audience, have there been times where you've experienced a spiritual battle? And if you did, what have you done to help offset that? Like, what are some of the things that you've done to to go against that? So, either one of you. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Um, well, like I said, using drugs is a gateway or not a gateway, but it's an entrance into, for me, it was my mind. And that's but when- But let's go clear back to, so what was the, I think in your story, mm -hmm. right? Like drugs were a result of something, but was there a battle before that that led you to that place? I mean, was there a spiritual battle going on and well, part of the result of what was happening led to that? Yes, but most of it I don't, like I'm not aware of. So the moment that I was born, like my mom has always said that the enemy has been trying to steal my voice because okay. I was a super sick baby. I, when I was born, I was supposed to have a trach. Okay. So I almost lost my voice. And um, I, the, before that, I think I almost didn't even make it in birth. I should really know these facts, but I don't because <laughs> they're actually real cool, cool stories. <laughs> but um, she's, that's what she said. She's a, always said that he has been trying to take my vibe like my life and then my voice from right. the beginning. Right. So she has always told me that there has been some spiritual warfare within that. Right. And so during your life, I mean, I think this is an interesting part about your story. I mean, you grew up in a church. Yeah. You grew up in a family that was so, what was the leverage or what was the thing that, that Satan used to mm -hmm. kind of launch you down the road of, I mean, I think you would say destruction for a yeah. while. Mm -hmm. I mean, was there something that, did it happen through your mind? Did it happen through somebody else? How, like, how would you identify? Because I think mm -hmm. the, what we have to help people identify is what spiritual warfare really is. Right. You know, because I think at times it's like this word, 
that nobody really gets or understands. And mm-hmm. so how do you feel like it happened? Like the result of the spiritual warfare was drugs. Right. But did he work through your mind? Yes. Like, and what what led to those things? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe can you explain it yeah. a little bit? So for me, it is my mind definitely. But being in high school and I guess going through some things, um, I mean, I've already mentioned about the thing that happened to me when I was a junior or a sophomore about how I went to a party and I got raped by all these guys that were there and I was roofied and all that stuff. But what came after that was, um, my grandma, there were multiple things that just happened. Like my grandma passed away. And then from that situation, people at school were talking about me bad and I don't like to not be liked. And that bothers me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I care about what people think about me. I've always have, Mm -hmm. or I guess ever since I've ever known. So I let everything that was being said about me, I let it eat me away. Like I became the words that were said over me. Right. Right. So you think that it was both ends. Yes. So Satan started in the mind, your own mind, Mm -hmm. right. Playing through the accusations, you know, because we know he's an accuser, Mm -hmm. right. So we know that he's playing through the accusations of what happened to you is probably your fault, you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you would say that he actually used other people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. To, to, be a voice into your life that led you down to, Mm -hmm. you know, a destructive path. Yeah. But I think also like it didn't just necessarily happen when I was 16. I mean, it's been an ongoing thing throughout my whole life. I've always, from the time I can think about thinking, I guess Mm -hmm. I've always had poor, um, self. I can't think of the right word. Self-worth. Yes. Self-worth, self-value. Like I've always felt bad about myself. And I can remember that from like the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. So growing up with those thoughts from, I can't even like think of where they've been placed or how I got them. It just grew mm-hmm. within time. Right. Cause so, I, we went to church, but it was never a relationship. It was more religion. Like I was brought up in the church within like my mom taught children's ministry and, and everything, but it wasn't taken home to the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you were going to give somebody a this is how it's helped now because you're mm-hmm. on the other side of it. Now. Right. But it still doesn't mean, in fact, it's probably the intensification of the attacks is even more Yeah. because you've come out of it. Yes. Right. And you're yeah. on the other side mm-hmm. of it. And so what do you do now to help guard against, you know, because again, you know, Alex said it earlier is, you know, our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, but we have to guard our eyes and our ears as a part of like that process of what comes in, you know, mm-hmm. which I think an interesting thing in scripture is, is it's, not only guarding what comes in, but it's filling you with something else. Right. You know what I mean? Because a mm-hmm. lot of people err on the side of don't do this and don't do that, but then they never fill themselves mm-hmm. with anything else. So they're good, strict on what they do, but then they tend not to fill themselves with something else. So right. you could give a recommendation to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, that's battling with spiritual warfare of the mind or self-worth. Or yeah. What are your methods that you can use today to, to fight the enemy? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't really know. Cause I, like you said, I do still struggle with them and sometimes even more than before. Like I just had a conversation with Corinne this morning, actually about this whole exact thing, which is mm. super weird. But for me having that conversation with her really helped, but I do find that being in scripture and doing my devotions, especially devotion centered around what you're going through mm-hmm. helps because then it, identifies exactly what scriptures you need as opposed to you just opening your Bible and Mm -hmm. yes, God can show you, but it's more beneficial to 
I think for myself to be in a devotion and then read about it and then go to the scripture Hmm. and see how it applies to me myself personally. Yeah. And I always have this verse that I stand on like, well, one of them is I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, but I always think about the, um, the beauty one, the, Oh, I can't even think about it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Alex. Uh, So I don't know. Like I said before, I don't have any like personal stories where I've like seen stuff happen. Like Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of stories I think are super interesting. Um, But I think for me, it's like the same thing. So it Mm -hmm. like starts in my mind and like the same thing with the self-worth. And it's like weird because I have a lot, I have a really good support system. Like I have a really good family. Like the, the things that I believe about myself are like totally irrational. Mm. And like the fears that like come in are like totally irrational fears. And I feel like it's only from the devil. Mm-hmm. Like that there's no nothing rational about them, but I end up believing them because they're like, I'm constantly thinking about them. Um, but yeah, and also like, I love being with people. I love being around people. And then when those like thoughts and like just those fears come in, like I don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. when I'm lonely, I like, I hate being alone because that's when like, it's the worst. Like I like get in like almost, I'm not depressed. No. Depressive like episodes. Like a state. Yeah. Yeah. And like I don't want to be around people. So I feel like that's how like the devil uses that because then I'm not. He knows that I love being around people and I like I like just am made for relationships. And then I don't want to be around other people Mm -hmm. when all those thoughts like creep in and like because I believe them. Yes. Some I mean I know I shouldn't. It's like very irrational. But um yeah, so I hate being alone and then it just doesn't help when I'm not around other people to lift me up to. Do you guys think that, I mean, listening to both of you got, do you think that one of Satan's biggest attacks on women is self-worth? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of women I talk to have the same feelings and a lot of us don't express it as much as we Mm -hmm. should because just listening to you, I never knew that you felt that way. And I'm sure it was vice versa too. And I think we, he keeps us quiet about it for some reason. I mean, just like he said that you like to go alone. I do the same thing. And but I, I don't like being alone, but I just like can't. So I'm like, you don't want to like be seen me? because you believe them. Yeah. Yes. Or like intellectual, like inadequate, which I love my brain. I think I love my brain, but like yeah. <laughs> sometimes I like just think I'm so stupid. I'm like, everyone thinks I'm stupid. Like mm-hmm. I, why am I even going to school? Like I'm hmm. not even smart. Like what am I doing here? Yeah. And like, I'm like, wait, oh, I am smart. Like, like, why are, why am I believing all these things about myself? And then I just don't even want to be around other people because I'm like, oh, they think I'm stupid. Like, right. why, yeah. why I, would they want to be around me? I don't even want to be around me. Yeah, so like then, it just goes and goes. Mm-hmm. I've heard this. Um, somebody told me this one time, like the things that he attacks is the things that um, like, especially in our minds and everything, like your brain, like your intellect, that's something. I mean, you use it in what you do right now mm-hmm. with your um, degree or your schooling or your Career. Oh my gosh, I was going to get there someday. <laughs> but like he attacks those things because he knows that those are the most like valuable. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that are going to use be used for God's kingdom. Like that's one for you. And like for me, I always think I'm annoying. I think I'm too much. Or mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I go on and on, but like the things that like, cause I would love to speak over people and like about the addiction and like just be a, um, a prof- not a professional speaker, but a motivational speaker. Right. And the things that he hits me with are the things that keeps me quiet. Just like taking my voice. Wow, that's a good way to yeah. describe it. Right. Yeah. And so with that, how can other people help? Like, because you said, you know, you have a family that's very supportive, but 
in both of those situations, you have people around you that obviously see things in you that are beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? So how can, is it possible to help? Can other people help? Can, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Like what is a way that, because both of you hear it inside of your head. This is why I'm trying to understand, right? You did hear it inside Mm -hmm. of your head. And can that be offset by somebody else's voice? Like, can Mm -hmm. somebody help you in that process by what they say with you, by the things that they talk about? So one of the biggest coping strategies that I've, like, learned works for me, like, different things work for everybody, Mm -hmm. is just, like, talking to someone through it. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, I hate being alone. So I'll just, if I'm alone, I'll just have to be on the phone with somebody like Ethan or, like, one of my friends. We don't have to be talking all the time. Just, like being on the phone. And then when something comes to my mind, I say it and they're like, that's not like rational. Like Mm. they like bring me back down to earth and I'm like, oh, you're right. Like now that I think about it, it's Mm -hmm. like, it helps when someone else says it. Like when you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just like talking through it and hearing it helps. So being able to share it first, Mm -hmm. like these are the, these are the things that I'm hearing that I can't sort out if they're lies or truths. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And having somebody to be able to do that with. Right. And yeah. having somebody to be able to talk to about it. Because the lies that are told to us are so far off. Like not even anything like that he tells you is probably true. Like we know that. And it's amazing how we can just like, I don't know. It's just so amazing how we can believe them, like mm-hmm. truly believe them. And then not only believe them, but like act that way on them, you know, like. Gosh. It impacts like yeah, other things everything. in our life. Yeah. So I think telling somebody can bring you back to reality. And yeah, and they get an understanding of how your brain or how you're being attacked. So they know how to pray for you. They know mm-hmm. to re- like, they can, are able to remind you about that or check so, up on you. So would you say that that's obviously an important part of somebody's journey? If you are going to fight off spiritual warfare, because this is the thing that, you know, I always go back to the scripture that talks about the person who swept their house clean, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, when they came back, the, the demons came back sevenfold, yes. you know, and the, the, it's a representation of you can morally make lots of great decisions, right? And I think that's the picture that it's trying to paint. You were talking about earlier, don't watch, don't do, don't participate in, don't, you know, all of that stuff to help guard against it. But the inflow, without the inflow, it doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. If there's not something filling you up, he's still going to find a way in. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so from listening to you guys talk, like one of the advice you give is not only the inflow that comes from your own personal relationship with Jesus, because I mean, I think it's easy to say, well, just read your Bible. Yeah. I don't think it's as easy as that. Like, I don't think you just always find your identity of what's going on by just reading scripture. Because no. sometimes I think what you guys would say is you need people that can speak into your lives. Mm-hmm. But the only way they can speak into it is if you'll be like, this is what I'm hearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you need somebody to speak truth. Mm-hmm. So we would give that advice. If Absolutely. people are struggling with that, yeah. share it with somebody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. for example, like the secrets that they say in recovery and like addiction, like the secrets that you keep make you only make you sicker, which is so mm-hmm. true. I held on to the story that I just told about when I was 16 at the party. I've held on to, or I held on to that. I mean, I went through like five, six rehabs and I didn't ever talked about it. And when and Jenny, it started, like, this might be out of off the subject, but yeah. why is that? Like I hear people say these things, like something happened to them, but they don't want to tell anybody like, why, why don't Does that I make mean, sense? Like, why wouldn't you say, I think 
I think it's because like, honestly, I think it's a spiritual warfare thing. Like, I mm. think like it, he knows that he, he can keep you from talking about it. It's going to make you worse. Mm. And especially with people like that are overthinkers as women are like, right. if we stay in that and I sit on that, then I'm going to carry that out. It's not just going to be what happened to me. It's going to be why it happened to me. Right. Like mm -hmm. it was my fault. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to carry out and it's going to lead me into what it did right. all like years and years. Of so you think part of it was, you know how they say he's an accuser and he stands in front of God and accuses. You. Yeah. And then this is what we're going to talk about this Sunday is, mm -hmm. is how the accusations then spill over into our own lives, right? Like he accuses mm -hmm. before God and then those accusations spill over to us. Like that's what he said. Now we hear those same accusations. We are, it was our fault. If I wasn't this, if I wouldn't have let them do, if I wouldn't have drank that drink, yeah. if I wouldn't have been at the party, if mm -hmm. I, those accusations then essentially that he's accusing us in front of God spill over into our own lives. So you're saying listening to the accusations mm -hmm. is what kept you quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I felt guilty. Right. I mean, all those things that you feel to keep quiet about anything like shame, guilt, um, embarrassment. Hmm. I feel like you don't unknown. know how people are going to respond to yeah. Mm -hmm. So then they could also project those feelings that you said back onto you. Like, oh, maybe right. it was your fault. Right. Like when yeah. it was it really wasn't. Yeah. But like, I feel like that would be mm -hmm. a reason why too. Right. But being able to share with somebody, like yeah. you said, because if you keep the secret and then being able to have those people in your life that can actually discern between truth and lie. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. having those people that can, you know, determine those things. Because yeah. I think it's different. I mean, I don't know where Nick stands with this, but I don't think it's the same with men. Really? Well, do you think it is with Ethan? Nice. Like, I know. Wouldn't that be amazing? No, I don't think Ethan deals with the same. Like, things. what goes on in your brain then? Like, Nick, do you like? Do you think men, from a spiritual warfare standpoint, that the battle happens in our minds? Like, they're saying the battle starts in their mind. Do you think right. it's the same with men? No, we're way different. Really? That's so nice. Like, what goes on? Like, up I'm there, kind then? of jealous. <laughs> like, do you think it's ahead. like nothing, like yeah. crickets in your mind? Well, no, mine is always the same. This is like. I feel like God has instilled in every man uh -huh. uh, to be a protector and a guard. Um, yeah. And so that's like the nature of a man. So the nature of a man is to be a protector, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do a terrible job of it, you know, but we want to live up to it. Like we want to live up to those things. So the way Satan gets to me is hurt the ones I love mm -hmm. because I'm a protector, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't do anything to protect them. Yeah. And so I feel like he goes after, because he knows, he, I mean, he says he knows he can't get me, but like, it's not going to, like, I don't deal with that in my mind. Like, I'm wow. not, I don't deal with the self-worth. You know, I'm not trying to say it arrogantly or not. I just don't, that's not the way it goes. Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of men, it's, you know, attack the people that I love, you know, or the people around me, because that's something then as a protector, you can't do anything about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that I mean, sucks. you have to stand and watch, yeah. you know, and there, what worst thing can happen to a man than to watch the ones that he was supposed to protect be... Mm -hmm. railed yeah you know what i mean and so mm -hmm. i think i don't know how it is for nick but i think for a lot of men it's not so much at the mind i think it's more on the at least it is for me you know it'd be interesting for some of our viewers to yeah send that in because i do think part of what you guys would said i think is a good thing for this podcast mm -hmm. i think people should share their story mm -hmm. like this yeah. is yeah. the way that that you know i'm sharing my own you guys are sharing your own mm -hmm. but i think when you share it, it also helps us identify. Yeah. You know. And I think everyone like has different battles. So like for me, I was like, well, mine's like nothing compared to yours. Mm -hmm. But like I saw like something that says like just because like someone carries it, 
easily doesn't mean it's not difficult for them. Like doesn't mean it's not heavy for them. Mm -hmm. So I think even if you think that your story or like what you're going through isn't really significant, like just talking about it will still help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because somebody's going to relate to Mm -hmm. it. Well, it's bringing awareness. And that's why when you asked the question a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, like uh, how do you have more of an awareness Mm -hmm. of it? I just said it's like part of reading fictional biblical history, you know, or fictional biblical books is like that idea is like, it puts it more in our terms when you start to see the spiritual realm and what really happens and how in people's minds from a spiritual perspective, the demonic works. Mm -hmm. I think part of us understanding spiritual warfare is to understand the demonic, understand what's actually going on. In fact, when I shared that story about that vision I had after the car wreck, Mm -hmm. I wanted somebody to, to, draw it because I thought I would forget it. And mm-hmm. it's still the most vivid picture I've ever had in my entire life. That's like awesome. the most vivid thing I've ever seen. The the faces of the demons and the 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 presence of the angels, mm-hmm. like something I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that awareness, like that, that was a gift. Like to me, that was a gift yeah. from God saying, I want you to see something because you have a story to tell. Like I want you to see this because this battle is not mm-hmm. just for your life it's for alex's life it's for jenny's life it's for nick's like this is the same thing so make them see this mm-hmm. you know because once you see that i think you operate differently right don't you yes. like when people are aware mm-hmm. that this is a spiritual battle mm-hmm. and not just a, you know, oh absolutely you know makes them more aware makes them operate differently mm-hmm. you know inside of that so all right, so let's go with our questions, Nick, because our questions lead into some of what you yeah. know we've been talking yeah. about. So let's yeah. talk through our questions. Question right. time. We should get like a little intro song to question <laughs> time. That'd be good. Well, now that we have a musician on here. Oh, that's right. We have yeah. Nick. Well, and he true. sings. I yeah. guess we could do one together. Yeah, yeah do you together. guys could do it together. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody forgets that talent of Nick, too. Oh, I How many don't. people do you think were surprised when they saw Nick on stage with his guitar? Yeah, Me? I bet Really? Lots. Yeah. I had because, a few people come up, yeah. I it's guess that's true. I, was up. I guess that's true, yeah. yeah. I mean, he used to be up a lot. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now he's Back morphed. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> um, so this first question is from um, Kaylin. She said, did you grow up in church? If not, what led you to Christ? So let's just, we can do well, that. Well, we answered that kind of. I don't know. Did we answer that with you? Uh, yeah, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of went from different churches, not because of like anything crazy, just because we felt like my parents felt that God was leading them somewhere else. Um, so we we actually went to a bilingual church. That was pretty well. It was, you really? It was really? Hispanic church, but it was only bilingual because my dad was the only white guy. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of talking. Oh my goodness. That's what makes it bilingual. That is so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have like a lot of different backgrounds from doing that. I mm-hmm. would, are we non-denominational? What yeah. is this? Okay, yeah. Um, so like a little bit of Baptist, like a little bit of Pentecostal, like yeah. some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what you could do? You could mm-hmm. fulfill one of Life Church's first dreams. What is? Which is? <gasps> no. Oh. No, we did That's some of those. Second dream. <laughs> second dream? Okay, what, what was we first? We always wanted to have a bilingual. We wanted to have a Hispanic. You know, uh, I've been thinking about that a lot. So we said, we said, like, listen, God, right from the beginning. Uh huh. Because again, we were connected with a lot of Hispanic people in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things oh. that they talked about was like when people get here, they either have the Catholic Church, which again, I probably should get. 
not get on that because that'll be like a lot of bad comments. But yeah, in, I can't deal with those. Well, too. no, I'm just saying in their eyes, and I would probably agree with them that the Catholicism is not Christianity. Mm-hmm. And for these Hispanic people, they don't know any different. They don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And so they end up in a lot of these towns where nobody has anything for them. Mm-hmm. And so they encouraged us from the beginning, we'll just open up your church and let a, let a, a Hispanic congregation use it. And so we have tried from the beginning. Really? Mm-hmm, to do that. Like I've always wanted people to come in and use it or to hmm. be a part of it. Because I think it would be a great ministry into a, a community where, again, for a lot of, because that's growing. Yeah. You know, that. I've actually been thinking about that. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Confirmation. No, I'm just saying, I think God could really use Life Church that way. You know, it'd be cool though, if you do that. And then on top of that, to be able to send it out in two different countries. Or just to be able to send it out all over the United States. Because again, one of the biggest struggles in the United States is all of these immigrants coming in. Where do you find your place? If you're not in a bigger city that Mm -hmm. has a big collection of Hispanics, where do you do that in Huntington, Indiana? I mean, think about it. But you think about how the amount of, because we were going to do it on something other than a Sunday because most of the Hispanics work on farms. You know, so it's very difficult for oh. them to get to church on the weekend, you know. Yeah. And so we were going to try to figure out a day that worked, you know, for them. But I could just never get anybody to pull it off. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, well, we'll offer the space, the cameras, the sound, everything the person needs to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we have it. Like God's mm-hmm. gifted us with the stuff and we could just get somebody to come in here. And I think it would be awesome mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And I think it would be a great ministry to this community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because we've invited— Hispanics to come here. But then like after thinking about it, we're like, oh, well, they're going to get here. English music, yeah. English yeah. preaching. And when they don't, I mean, they understand enough to communicate like conversation, but yeah. not like this kind of in-depth stuff too. Mm-hmm. So. Like not to like be engaged. And get, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just mm-hmm. different. I yeah. mean, it's different culturally. Like mm-hmm. if you go to a Hispanic yes. church, it's not like an English church, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that they operate and the things that they do. So mm-hmm. another thing for us to pray about, maybe yeah. you can get that started here. Yeah. We'll or maybe see. you have enough connections. I mean, I don't I know. know. I don't know. See, I don't have connections here. Okay. I have connections at home. Yeah. Well, you maybe know? those people can make connections here. Yeah. I maybe. mean, maybe they know enough people around here. or Maybe they could help get something going. But I, I think… For us, again, continually thinking outside of the box, what does a church need to be able to do? Because I don't think it works to just bring English. I've been in enough Spanish-speaking services and enough English-speaking services to try to make them go together. It doesn't always go together, Mm-mm. you know. And so if we could have a Spanish-speaking, you know, church and a English-speaking church, and I think there'd be great ministry opportunities mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So sorry, yeah. I didn't mean no, to interrupt you. No, you're fine. You, but, no, that was yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So then I grew so you up, ended in, up in a non-denominational. Is that where you were going? Yeah. Okay. Like I just have been around a lot of different kinds. I love all of them because I love the people like no matter like as long as they believe like in the Bible, I have like my own personal beliefs and that's like what, what we believe here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like meeting new people from a bunch of churches, yeah. like different, having little families from a bunch yeah. of places. Sure. Um, so yeah, my faith has always been really important to me. That's why I went to Huntington University because I wanted a Christian university. Really? Well, kind of. No, I, I was like, I mean, it was the both end, right? Because you could uh, play basketball. Was, and yeah, was, I just oh. well, I only like applied like to Christian schools, Got but it. I just went to whoever gave me the most money. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. Huntington. You were supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah, good, good. And you've already said you grew up mm-hmm. in a church. Yeah, I grew up in a church, but became Christian later on in life. So I did not. I grew up in it, meaning 
it just took me. But yeah. It actually made me hate it, you mm-hmm. know, because I went to a very traditional church. And probably what made me hate it, though, and I think this is a lot of people, if you grew up in a church and it's never acted upon, like if you never see it. Yes. You know, and I, and again, to this day, which is so weird, like I've no, you know, later on in life, like once we we're out, I gave my life to Christ where my parents stood, but you would have never known that growing up. Yeah. Like I would have known that that was an important part of Mm -hmm. their life. We never watched any of those things. I never, I never even saw somebody give a testimony or get baptized ever. They don't do that there? At the Methodist church that I was in. Oh, is it as a baby? Yeah, they do it as a baby. Yeah, you do your, like the girls wear the big dresses, you know, your little babies Mm -hmm. put on the big dresses. But I had never seen somebody like publicly say like, I was a sinner saved by Jesus and baptized. Like I never saw that growing up at all. So... Anyway. It's wild. Okay, next question, Nick. Um, well, this is just a comment from Tim. Tim <laughs> just wants Alex to know that uh, he's excited to have her on the worship team. Yeah, so let's Thanks, talk about Tim. that because people saw her up there, but has this yeah. been something like forever for you? Like, Yeah, you- so actually every church I've went to, I play on the worship team. Really? Yeah. So like I started when I was 12. My dad's on, my dad plays bass. So oh, he's on, so he kind of like got me in. So I started when I was 12 and then, yeah, every church I've wow. been to since. I've been yeah, on the worship a, team. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. And at HU, I played on Joyful Noise. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Joyful Noise played here one time. Did they? Mm-hmm. It's just like the co- it's just the band at yeah. the university. Right. Well, I, I went to one actually one time. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just recently. Was yeah, it good? A month ago. Yeah, Brie taught. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did so good. Yeah, well, that's what we always tried to get. Like way back in the beginning when it was hard for us to find worship people, we would try to get them them to come over but they don't do that very often right uh like go not, to a church not typically no yeah. we i when i was there we didn't right so. yeah that's so neat so yay. yay i know thank you another person on the worship team <laughs> yeah. it's awesome okay uh and then from jennifer she said if you could wake up tomorrow with a new ability yes. what would it be a new ability. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so you said you've been thinking on this forever, Jenny. No, so. I, I said I didn't. Remember, huh? I was. Remember, I said I wasn't thinking on it. Oh, I thought you but said you But I had were. the question forever. Okay. Well, technically, just till like 10 o'clock this morning, but still. <laughs> okay, so you thought about you it this whole Googling. time, so you came up with. Well, yes. So I would love to be able to go back in time. That's what I said. I was going to say, yeah. if you forgot what you said in the beginning, if you could go back to any place and time. That's a hard question. Huh? That's a hard question. Why? Because I have a ton of them. Okay, we'll like, pick two. I, uh, two. Okay, so two. I would like to go back to two. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go back to, um, I guess I don't have it to like a particular time, but just time when Jesus was here. Really? I, yeah. I well, that, that is would, a particular that time. That would like, I feel like, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, not like, no, I mean like a moment, like oh. him feeding fish or oh. like something like that. Him yeah. feeding <laughs> fish <Well>. or feeding <laughs> the 5,000 with fish. Either way. That one. Yeah. No. That, yep. Answer yeah. A or okay. B. You said B. Okay. Yeah. All so of you, would like to be yes. you would have been like to be around during Jesus' time. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I think it would have like, maybe not edified, but I feel like. It would definitely like strengthen. Does that mean edified? Does edified mean strengthen? Doesn't matter. You're on a roll. It today, sounded so. so good in my no, head. No, I know. Just keep it. Keep it. I liked it though. I, keep you know it. When number you say two. Words and, number two. Okay. Um, <laughs> number two. I don't know. I think it. I love the '70s. I would go back to Woodstock. You would? Yes, I would. 
Oh, I should probably go see Jesus first. No second. <laughs> no second. I should go see Jesus after Woodstock. <laughs> no, you should see Jesus no. before Woodstock. No. That way you won't like engage in Woodstock. But I want to. Okay. So, so I'm going to go to Woodstock, Woodstock and then I'm going to go see and Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, okay. and then you're going to go get Just kidding. That's go wrong. Go get healed. Got it. At Woodstock? Yeah. yeah. No, here's, a, here's a question. <laughs> Go ahead. It was confusing. It was I made it confusing. No, here's a question. Okay. What kind of clothes did people wear in the 70s? What was popular? Like bell bottoms. That's what. Is we this, a, tri- is this, this a trick question? No, because Lance is moving that he's doing. Yeah. He's doing for Wayfaring Stranger. Yeah. They were asking people to be in it. Uh-huh. And to be a extra. You yeah. You have clothes from the 70s. So I'm like… What is that? Like, what are clothes from the 70s? Well, I would have saw myself in like a flower headband. And, and bell bottoms. Yeah, tie-dye. Maybe not bell bottoms. I don't know, but tie-dye. Just, I don't know. I just Velvet pants. <laughs> I don't know. It you didn't need have high-waisted You need to get you now. Yeah, I think like high-waisted. That's where that like came floral from. floral stuff. Yes, floral. The mustard. High-waisted came from the 70s? I, I would assume. So. I, I don't so. know. Mustard. That army green, that nasty green. Those were good days. Okay. Come on now. Well, bring them back. You were there, weren't you? In the 70s? Yeah. Born in 73. Wow. So See, I have no what idea what everybody year. was wearing. I know, that but time. Do you, like, you don't remember when you're like eight or whatever? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I guess I can't think of anything. That was, eight. <laughs> that was the 90s. Okay. You so, Alex, your power. Yes. Or okay. Your ability. So I would want to like be able to like touch someone and feel exactly how they're feeling. <gasps> Ooh, kind of like an, like an empath. Like, cause I want to like empathize. Like I told my mom that for the first time and she was like, are you okay? Do you need to talk about anything? <laughs> oh I was like, no, no, no. Like I just genuinely, because like, I think that'd be so cool. Cause some people like hide a lot of things mm-hmm. and I want to like, if you're so happy, I want to feel how happy you are. If you're so sad. I want to feel how sad you mm-hmm. are. Like, I just want to be in the moment with you and wow. feel that. Right? That's seriously impressive. Fun fact, uh, I'm an empath. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like Meaning I- Meaning you can touch somebody? No. <laughs> no, but I, I I feed off of people's like, not energies and vibes, because that sounds bad, but like, uh, they're like, just how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like in jail, like being so close with everybody, like it was so bad. Like if somebody was going home that day, I could sense like how nervous, because you get really nervous before you leave. And like, I would be feeling like anxiety and stress and like nervous, everything that they were feeling the whole day until they left. I'm like, thank gosh, they're leaving. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like when someone cries, I cry and I can't help. Yeah. Like I just cry. I'm not sad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm not sad for them, but like, I just see them crying and I just start and crying. And cry with them. Yeah. Wow. Or like after meetings, if we're sitting in there and nobody's talking but you and I can, I can sense how people are like feeling or, and like, so I pick up on those and I take them and I have to like, Regroup for like an hour or two after. I'm serious. Because what's happening with everybody's feelings? I mean, just, I don't know. Some people, people could be upset tense? or, yeah. Hmm. Stress. Yeah. Anything. You feel other people stressed and you get stressed. Yeah. Wow. It's a strength. That's impressive. Or it can be a weakness. Yeah. Wow. Somebody's when like, you can feel what everybody else is feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine would be, I want to read your mind. Oh, that would be so scary. You know why? Because I think most people are fake. Really? Yeah. So I want to be like, I want to really know what you think. Because most of the time, I think you're just blowing me smoke. I would get my feelings hurt too. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I'd do be that. like, I don't know. I don't want to know no, what you're thinking I, about me. I could never have that. No. You didn't want, you don't want to know what people are oh, really gosh, thinking? Oh gosh, I would get, I can't. Like, I get my feelings hurt very easily. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, I just want to I couldn't. Because <laughs> I don't even like when, like, you walk out of the room and, like, you know, when, like, people start talking, like, mm-hmm. it not, might not necessarily be about you, but then you walk out and you can still hear it and you think it's about you. Like, yeah. I cringe. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah it's like, it. oh, gosh, I'm so stupid. Like, they, <laughs> that's all they're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Or, like, <laughs> when you walk up and leave from a table, you feel like they're talking about yeah. you. Yeah. No, I would just love to be in a meeting and be like, okay, stop faking it. You just would tell not me. want to hear my mind in huh? a meeting. Why? You would just be like, you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't. I think you'd get, <laughs> I don't, I don't think people understand. Well, my mind, I'm sure your mind is the same. Like uh-huh. I actually have like 10 thoughts at a time. Yes. Like constantly. Yeah. Like my mind just goes like Disney, crazy. Florida, Disney, ocean. <laughs> yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Like all of them. Just like I can be thinking like 20 things at once. Yeah. Like it confuses me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like makes me dizzy. Because you so. got so much going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would love to read. <laughs> like when they come up and they say something to you, but then you could be like, like I a know, compliment. I know what you're really thinking. Yeah. 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 No, I'd love to know. You that. could handle that. Yeah. Huh? You could handle that because you don't get your feelings hurt. Yeah. I tend not to get my feelings hurt. Yeah. He yeah. would be good at that. Maybe <laughs> then you could just to... tell us if it needs to be said. Yeah. Not if it's Nick, good. Nick, yeah. did you have a, a an ability that you wanted so you can chime in here? I'd love question. to fly. I think Fly? that would be fun. Yeah. That would be just, fun. Yeah. Go anywhere I want to, whenever yeah. I want to. Yeah. I mean, so fly just so you could get there quicker? Or, I mean, or just… Just so you could see things from the to sky? Show off. Yeah. No more stuck in traffic. <laughs> okay. No more. Just, yeah. See, you can see everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid of heights. Me ain't too. no flying with me. I am too, but I'm assuming… <laughs> I'm so, assuming if I could fly, that I wouldn't be afraid of heights. Yeah, so if you get you that get power, it, you're not going to be there. Afraid. You're not going to be afraid anymore. Well, we can just go jump out of a plane, and that might cure it. Heck no. Oh, come on. You want to? Jump out of we a plane. We can wear, like, GoPros and do a podcast in the air. No. Okay. No. I think Ethan does. So. He wants to? Yeah, you and Ethan. Yeah, okay. You guys do you want to? Go? No. Yeah, we're all afraid of heights. Oh, that's right. No, <laughs> none mean, of us are going to go jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I know, but it's not like you're like looking over it. You're falling. Yeah. Mm, that makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's end it with this. Cause I'm assuming we're pretty close on time, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So let's end it with this. If you could give advice mm-hmm. or help people in this whole idea of understanding that you have an enemy and how to fight against them. Like if you could give the overall audience, not just from your own perspective, but you know, things that you've watched other people do or things that you've done yourself. One, you know, or you can either address like how to be aware or address how to, you know, be able to continue to to fight against, you know, the enemy. So, mm-hmm. Jenny, you want to start? Yay. You don't have to. I mean, well, I feel like I've kind of said, I've said some of it too, like my advice, but I think to know your enemy, you really have to know yourself. Okay. Because well, so you didn't the, say that I didn't, but in a sense I did like you have to, I mean, you have to like, he attacks your most vulnerable places, the places that like you are maybe like insecure about. Yeah. He so just, you like, would say and again, maybe uh, just to clear it up for people, mm-hmm. you would say that one of the things Satan does is studies you yeah, and knows you very well. Yeah. And so by knowing you, mm-hmm. you know, he can attack in those areas. And right. you're saying, so if he knows you better than you know yourself, that's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's Good. just like with anything in life. If he knows the Bible better than you do, which he probably does because nobody's reading their Bible, then, you know, you're screwed. Am I allowed to say that? 
Yeah, Screw. you're allowed to say whatever on the podcast. That's true. I just say dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just love saying that word. It's so fun. Okay. okay. I, I read something I was reading and it said like, the devil's been doing this for a long time. Mm. So he knows how humans work. Yeah. Because it's not like we're the first human he's trying to tempt. Mm. So like he knows what works to get people mm-hmm. off track and to like get into their minds. It's gotten better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That All was, the years. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, um, just like kind of what you said, but going off of that is just like find what works for you. Because mm. like every person is different. So I said like my coping strategy, if you will, is like talking it out and finding people. But some people like journaling. Mm-hmm. I also like listening to worship music, just like sitting oh, in that's it. That's a good one. I just, yeah. and it depends like what worship music you're listening to. Like praise music is good, but like the worship music that is based upon scripture mm-hmm. is like awesome because it's just like scripture surrounding you. And then mm. that's like what you're letting into your heart as yeah. well. So that's filling you up. Yeah, good. Mine would always be make sure that I know that who my enemy really is. Mm-hmm. Because I think part of the problem in my world is, is that a lot of people have an opinion, you know, of what you do, what you say, you know, how you operate, you know, and even in a lot of relationships, you know, I used to say this, you know, with Sherry all the time. And now Sarah and I talk about this is like, when we have these moments, just remember, I'm not the enemy and you're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like this, what's happening here in these moments are not, you know, this isn't a fight against me and you, right? Mm-hmm. Like we got to understand what those things are. And the same things is like when people ask me, well, did that hurt your feelings because this person left the church and now this is what they're saying about it and this is what's going on. I'm like, no, then here's why. Because I know the enemy. Like mm-hmm. I know how he works. I Because I know who I am. Right? Like I know who I am in Christ and I know that I'm doing the best I can to be who I am in Christ. So I know when these things come, they come from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so I think knowing that Satan is using other people, you know, at times to derail you. And if you look at them as the enemy, he breaks apart, which is the, the most important fabric of Christianity, which is relationship. Right. And yeah. seeing people in the image of God, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he tries to break that apart because when we see people who attack us, we don't necessarily see him in the image of God, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're going to be a great evangelist in this world and you're going to be one to reach people, you're going to have to see him in the image of God mm-hmm. because they're not always like you, yeah, you know, and they're not always talking like you. So mm-hmm. for me, that's part of it. And then the other part of it is just knowing too, like you guys said, is what makes you weak, you know, because yeah. there are certain rhythms of life that make you more vulnerable, right? Like, the way, at least it is for me, the way that I'm doing life, mm-hmm. you know, can tend to make me more vulnerable for things than yes. when I know I'm in a good rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, when I know I'm in a good rhythm and I know that life is good and I know that I'm meeting with the right amount of people, that I'm doing the right amount of time in my devotions, mm-hmm. that I'm getting enough time away from people, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's the both mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, if you know that rhythm and when you get out of that rhythm, too much stress, not enough sleep, too many people, like all of a sudden you're more vulnerable, I think, than, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you were in the past. So knowing your rhythm and and sticking to it, mm-hmm. you know, and then the last thing is, is I would agree with what we said in the beginning. Everything that comes through your eyes and through your ears is a window to, their, to your heart. Yeah. You know, your eyes are a window to the soul. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to guard against it. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be careful. I think that... 
we spend too much time, not that you're we're wrong on the fact of don't watch Harry Potter, but I'm honestly think that one of the greatest tools, man, manipulating tools today is social media mm-hmm. in a good and a bad way. Right. Right. Like, like Nick and I have had this discussion is I think we have to overtake social media, mm-hmm. right? Like we yeah. need to be at a place where that's why you should have people on your team. So we as a church, you know, I've decided, hey, we're not going to go away from it because you can't be a voice in the right way. Right. But that's the problem is, is that there are more voices yeah. for the other team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like, you know, that there it's are easier. more voices. Huh? It's easier. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If we understand first that it can be a tool of manipulation and it can lead us down the wrong path, but at the same time, it can also be used for good, mm-hmm. you know, inside of that. But yeah. knowing what goes through your eyes, what you're listening to, you know, can have an effect on, on that. So, yep. okay. So end us up Jenny with yep. the number. The How number. can people get a hold of us? Mm-hmm. So basically what we just did right now with the questions, people are sending in and texting us because we send out once a week now who our guest is. And then they ask us questions on that. So if you text this phone number, it's up there. Yes, it is. To two six zero four zero eight eight three eight three. You can send us questions. You can answer to those questions, comments. If you want to be a guest, um, we just want to get to know you. Yeah, good. Yeah. And I just want to say this. You know, one of the things that I didn't say in the beginning, Alex, that I'm, I don't know that it even matters, but I'm really proud of you and Ethan because uh, your generation of people are missing from the church, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you have really, you guys have really taken an initiative to be a part of Life Church and to fit in and serve and be a part of. And so, you know, I'm just proud of you for going against culture mm-hmm. because, you know, you guys are really a bright spot of Life Church, you know, and really seeing, you know, you and you guys lead the way in that way and seeing other young couples. And so really proud of you for taking that step. And, you know, you came during college, but you continued to find Life mm-hmm. Church as your home because I think that's what it's going to take is great young people like yourself on fire for Jesus and not having all the answers, but trying to get it figured out and mm-hmm. trying to see those things. So I'm just excited to continue to watch your journey. Cause I think that's going to be the other cool thing is maybe a Hispanic church, maybe <laughs> mission <laughs> trips, <laughs> maybe. Yes. maybe also um, for the children's, this has been on my heart a lot too. Um, like children with disabilities, like just a disability ministry. There you go. Yeah. Cause that's, like right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, here we go. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to just see. Because I have always said there's nothing greater at Life Church than to watch somebody grow. I mean, I Thanks. if if I could just sit back and for the rest of my life, go to my graves, watching people flourish and who God made them to be, it would be like, it would be the greatest gift I've ever been given. So just thank you for, again, being on here, yeah. but also yeah. thank you for everything thank you that you guys have been doing and look forward to watching you grow in the future. So thanks. All right. So everybody, thanks for joining us here on the round table. Uh, We look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Bye.